The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. All are welcome here. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Well, hello, everyone, and a belated happy Valentine's Day to all of you this past Monday. I hope you had a wonderful Valentine's Day, even if you were single and you're not with a partner. You have the ability to and are supposed to be loving yourself and having a good time and going out and, and treating yourself special. Uh, so so love isn't just about couple relationship. It's about how we're supposed to be feeling about ourselves. And this is the month of love, and I'm going to continue. I am your host, Vincent Jenna, and I'm coming to you live from North Carolina, Holly Springs, yes, And uh, my wife and I celebrated our 49th Valentine's Day. We'll be married 44 years this year, but we've been together 49 years and had 49 Valentine celebrations, which has been fabulous. And we decided to go to the mountains because, you know, I love snow in the wintertime. And so we went to Boone, North Carolina, and there was some snow on them, you know, left on the sides, more that was plowed that had not melted, but they haven't even had a lot of snow. And we went to one of their ski resorts and uh, went tubing on homemade snow. (laughs) So they had to make it themselves. The ski lifts were closed. There was no skiing, but there was definitely tubing. And they sold out of every single um, session of tubing. It was a lot of fun going down there, feeling like a kid again. And a lot of effort coming back up, even though they had a magic carpet that you would stand on. The wind was at least 30 miles an hour going against you. And you had to hold the tube in place and you had to trudge through the made snow going to the magic carpet and then up the hill to put the tube back. And, and oh, my gosh, that gave me some exercise. But I had a great time. And that's what we did. That was my wife's loving surprise for me. And she's not a snow bunny. But if you go to my Facebook page at Vincent Jenner, you'll see a couple of pictures of us freezing and my snow bunny wife in her white puffy little um, jacket was so cute. She was so cute. We had a great time. I hope you had a great time. This is a month of love. 
And today is no different. And I'm going to talk about the power of love. Power of love. Um, I sound like, um, what's his name? Oh my gosh, now I'm forgetting. Boy, I'm telling you, when you get old, the the unimportant things that were once important just fall right out of your head and your ability to uh, recall anything. Um, did the theme song for Back to the Future, very famous group. Um, yeah, well, if you know, you can always write me. And and I'll find it out in you know in a moment. I know who it is, uh, but yes, he sang the power of love. Um, so yes, we're going to talk more about the power of love and the power of love and how it can heal. And I'm not just talking about healing relationships. I'm talking about healing your health. Huey Lewis, thank you. Uh, that just came to me. Um, thank goodness for the internet. Huey Lewis wrote The Power of Love, of course. Um, But yes, the power of love can absolutely heal you. It can heal you. Um, It's that strong. And we're going to be talking about that today. And I had just finished a wonderful class last night on developing your psychic and mediumship ability but whenever whenever i teach a class if you take one of my classes you are going to learn how to transform your life and every one of my students had written me and told me how different their life was only after six weeks six weeks because i did everything i could to empower them to clean out the closet and go within and all of you seem to think you know who you are. Truly, truly. Um, anytime I do a reading for somebody or have a session with somebody, I always get, oh, I understand. You know, I've done a lot of work on myself. <laughs> I've had to, I've had so much torment in my life. And I've done a lot of work. And so I know, I know a lot of different things now. And I'm in a different place in my life. And yes, oh, and I've taken, I've got my certification in soul entrainment. I've got all of this wonderful spiritual uh, classes under my belt. All about growth. I've done a lot of growth. I'm a healer myself. I'm a psychotherapist. I'm a psychologist. I'm a doctor. I'm a this. I'm a that. I'm a healer. I get all of it. I get all of that. And that's all they say. And yet they are calling me and wanting to know um, when their next love interest is going to come along. I said, excuse me. You're wanting to know when your next love interest. And of course, I feel it right away. I do my assessments. As soon as you get on the phone with me, you may be thinking you're going to be telling me or you leaving the notes when you make an appointment with me what it is that I'm going to cover, but I'm way ahead of you. I'm doing an assessment and connecting with your soul right away, and your soul tells me what I'm going to cover. And a lot of times they do meet, but other times they don't. People call me for one thing, and I tell them what's important that they need to know that's something completely different. But but I do get, you know, I get, you know, 
this idea about relationships and love. And I got a lot of that over the past couple of months. And by the way, anytime you have a question for me while I'm on the phone, please call. I do have a caller now, Mary Ann, I'm going to get to you. So, so Mary Ann. Oh. Yeah, okay. I am seeing Mary Ann with an M at the end. That's interesting. I'm not sure if that's a typo. Got to find that out, but I'll find out. Uh, <laughs> So I'm going to come right to the call. So are are so you're going to have to let me know now, Mary Ann. Are you Mary Ann or Mary Ann with an M? It's Mary Ann. It's just the way. Are you with me? Can you hear me? I'm sorry, I did not hear that. Say that again, yes. please. It's 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 Mary Ann. It's Mary Ann. Just the one in Bible, but it's just pronounced. It's not Mrs. Press. M A R Y A N. Oh, like Miriam. Yes, yes, that's exactly yeah. But Fabulous the way you spelled Mary-Am. it. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's that's wonderful. I just wanted to make sure because I'm used to the American you. name Mary Ann with an A. It's the same. It's the same. Yeah. Miriam. Okay, Miriam. Um, what what question did you have for me today? Well, first of all, I wanted to say I'm in love with you, and I met you a few weeks ago. I found you. I was a huge fan of Hay House, and I just like you said, all the above I've been through. But I'm telling you, every one of your teacher references that you have on your website, I've been to them, but you have nailed it. I have such a connection with you that I must admit that I've, since I found you on Hay House and on Unity Radio, I, 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 I just have such a deep connection. I appreciate the work you do. So, well, so, so you. appreciate you. My goodness, thank you so yeah. much. You honor me. So how can I yes, help I do. you then today? Well, you just answered all the questions, but you know, I, I listened, I, I became such a huge fan of your work and your energy and your love that I listened to your part to your recording from last week. And even though I missed the live show, but um, I was so touched that I wanted to say that how much I agree with you that love does not hurt, even though I got hurt with all the love or relationship or marriage in the past. But, and I have worked in, as you said, a lot, however, I'm, I've last week been very profound and this is the first year I didn't care if I don't have a partner it's been for 17 years so I never had one a partner because I had to arrange a marriage and I have two beautiful children from the marriage but and I always had the desire but and I've been doing all the work and I want to see where's my blind spot to meet the life partner not necessarily romantic my next or my best friend or in a way uh, maybe so and I don't know what am I what is my blind spot that I'm not able to attract the right or the person. Mm. Well, just am I lacking action? <clears throat> yes, Marianne, I will definitely address that. But just for the listeners right now, you mentioned last week's uh, recording, and last week was about mm-hmm. you stop yourself from having true intimacy. So right you back and listen to that, like Mariam did. So so let's discuss that. Let me go into what I'm feeling about you now. This mm. is exactly you are the topic today, Mariam. You are the topic today. Wow. Because so many people say the same thing. They've been through experiences Mm -hmm. and negative Mm -hmm. ones, or maybe they were positive Mm -hmm. ones, but then they ended through um, a a transition, a person died. Um, And then you sit there and you say, well, I've done this work. I've kind of healed from that, but I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Well, here's the hard part. Here's the hard part. So think about this, Miriam. You sound pretty intelligent. 
Um, you sound a little bit more mature than a 16 and a 17 year old or a 20 year old. So I would say that you have <laughs> some a few years under your belt. Am I correct in that? Yes, I'm 51. Yes, sir. Well, there you go. So you've got 51 years now. Of that 51 years, you know, take away 18, 20 years. That is where you were constantly being influenced by the environment, right? Mm -hmm. So the rest of the years were in your hand and you were compounding whatever lack of self-love feelings you had for yourself mm -hmm. that you learned as a child, because there's where the problem lies. It, it all begins from the beginning. And so right. as we go on, we wind up putting layer upon layer upon layer with every single failed relationship. And it doesn't even have to be a romantic relationship. It could Correct. be a friendship. It could be a coworker. Any time that you're mm -hmm. making bad about yourself because of that relationship, you put another layer on top mm -hmm. of that feeling of I'm not mm -hmm. lovable. I'm not good enough. So mm -hmm. we're thinking then that, well, I've done enough work, I should be healed by now. And, and the problem isn't anything about just healing. The problem is there's been hurt, Miriam, and a scar. Mm -hmm. and the scar has to be paid attention to. The scar has to be dealt with almost on a daily basis, believe it or not, when it comes to mm -hmm. self-love. If on a daily basis, you're not reminding little Miriam how beautiful and deserving of love she is, she's still going to remember and hold on to those mm -hmm. feelings of being unlovable. And your subconscious mind has been mm -hmm. trained so deeply these 51 years of training, goodness, if you were 60 and 70 years old, forget it. You'd have even more work to do, right? <laughs> With all of that, that the scar, you know, scar, every time you mm -hmm. hit a scar, what happens? There's more scar tissue that develops on top of it. Some scars mm -hmm. are so ingrained and so deep that they take mm -hmm. constant attention just not to hit and not inflame again. Mm -hmm. So, it's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's just that you're not doing enough. It's okay. got to be constant. And when, here's the, the thing. It's not constant work. It's a constant lifestyle. You, you know, every yeah. good dietitian always talks to people all over the world about dieting. And one yeah, of the man. things that my wife and I have come to learn about eating that if you want to have any kind of a weight loss or weight gain, you shouldn't be thinking about going on a diet because you go off diets and then the weight comes back on again. They always mm -hmm. talk about a lifestyle change in the way you eat, a lifestyle Correct. change. So now every time you go to the refrigerator, you're only going when you're hungry and you're choosing those items that you know are going to be good for you. And yes, there'll be times that you can have an item that tastes great, a dessert. And of course, you can have all of that. But they teach you how to be aware and how to eat when you're hungry. But you have to mm -hmm. constantly think about it because we eat all day long. Well, the exact same process is about self-love. Mm -hmm. You need a lifestyle change 
that you are constantly reminding yourself. And that's only because of the ingrained scars from the past. Now, you wouldn't have a lot of work to do if you were so nurtured that you love yourself, you know you were taught you are lovable, you're beautiful, you're unlimited. And we know, Miriam, and the result is that why you don't have a partner is because little Miriam still does not believe enough that she loves herself. That subconscious mind is acting automatically with little Miriam. So you've got to keep talking to little Miriam. That is the only thing you're missing is constantly talking with her. She's at your side 24-7. And if you're not talking to her, some way, somehow, she's going to be talking. So the moment you start talking about, oh, relationship and love, and all right, I'm going to put myself out there now. All of a sudden, little Miriam is waking up, and she's going down inside. Oh, you're going to try to get another boyfriend. Oh, my gosh, you're going to go for a lover. It's not going to work. You know that it's not going to work. You're not lovable. You're not good enough. And because of all the layers between her voice and your conscious mind, you don't hear her. You're not listening. I hear little Vinny anytime he speaks. And he's been speaking recently. Why? Because I have a book that's coming out. Anything that is an accomplishment, anything that you want to do, that inner scar, that little child is going to start speaking and speaking negatively to pull you back because you're talking about something good. I'm talking about getting my book is being published. You're talking about getting your lover finally, and if not a lover, at least a good friend that you can sit down and talk with. And boy, our little children are acting up right away. Now, Mm -hmm. did you hear little Miriam turn around and say, oh, don't even bother. It's not going to work. Have you recently heard her say that at all? I have to say, uh, Vincent, I agree with everything you say. And but I, it's interesting for me. It was uh, uh, ever since I divorced seventeen years ago, I always had the desire so much that even I imagined more more children. And uh, yes, but I always thought I have to get to a place as far as, which I don't think that way, of course, right now, uh, in a place of. As because I believe or we say, say, yeah, you have to be independent in every aspect of your life to match or your right mate because like attract like. So I was like, oh, let me open this business. Let me do this. Let me get this certification. Let me to prove that I am uh, the person who I want to attract. And that was, but no longer. I mean, it's been years that I went that route and I knew it's not, um, uh, it's not, that's not the way you meet. And I, but I always said, no, even though I've been hurt, I have been in every way as a child abused and sexual and mental and um, right. arranged marriage and betrayed. But I still I always said, no, I believe I, there, is, there are good people that can be. But I, I, but I still, yeah, the self-love, definitely. It's been really, I've been doing a lot of work and I feel like I'm so, so, so close. And, you are um, so close. You have, like I said, you've done a lot of work. You just have a little more to constantly do. It's a change. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. you've worked. Remember who you worked on. You worked on adult Miriam. Okay. You worked on adult Miriam. Okay. But here's the funny thing, Miriam. Adult Miriam isn't damaged. Mm-hmm. She may have been hurt. You may have been hurt 
from your divorce, uh-huh. but who was hurt the most was little Miriam, because she's holding the belief from your abuse, from all your pains and scars that you're not worthy, mm-hmm. you're not deserving. And honestly, mm-hmm. and everybody needs to hear this, to the level and the degree that you've been abused as a child is mm-hmm. how difficult and the level and the degree and the layers that you've got to get through to make this work. Now, everybody asks me, oh my gosh, it's so tiring. Oh my gosh, I'm so exhausted. I understand that. However, however, mm-hmm. when you put this work in, you will see reward from it. The reward makes it easier to continue the work. So in other words, mm-hmm. if you go on that lifestyle change and you're eating better and you see the extra pounds coming off or you feel yourself getting stronger and, and having more endurance and stamina, you go it's worth staying on this lifestyle change of eating. My daughter is doing that right now. And if any of you have been listening to any of my my, uh, shows before about her, where she lost all her weight, she is still in that mental attitude. And she is still thinking constantly, this is a lifestyle change for me. And I feel so great because I'm looking good. I'm feeling good. So, yes. So evidence. Now, it's really hard, Marion, because you haven't had the evidence that your work is paying off. But it is Mm -hmm. paying off. Keep going and know that you don't have to be in a perfect place. This is what I want you to do and everybody else to Mm -hmm. do. Here's what I'm going to tell you to work on now. Besides letting little Miriam know, Miriam know how beautiful and wonderful and she deserving she is, you got to re-raise her. You've got to re-parent her. And a good book out there that was written by John Bradshaw is called The Homecoming, Reclaiming and Championing Your Inner Child. So you can get that book and anybody can get that book. But here's the mm-hmm. next thing I want you to do. If you haven't done this already, I want you to write a list. You start this way. Title this list. The top 10 most important traits I want in my partner. The top 10 most important traits I want in my partner. And then go through and think of all the things you would like in your partner and write them one to 10. That's it. Just 10 of them. Don't go crazy. Don't go 20. Forget it. 10. As soon as you Mm -hmm. finish number 10, go back to the title. Cross out the word partner. And write in the word M-E. Now the title says, the top 10 most important traits I want in me. Mm -hmm. And you go through that list. And if there's things on that list that you don't have, well, put them in there. Get them. If there's things on that list that you would like to enhance because you do have it, then enhance them and also get rid of things you don't want on that list. So the idea is work on yourself to create the person you want to attract in your life. So two things happen. You grow and improve, and then you attract a like partner who you deserve. And so Work on little Miriam, work on that little child within you, and work on that list. And so this is the work that we do. It's the only reason why we're here anyway, 
is to grow, to learn how fantastic we are, how lovable we are, no matter what experiences we went through, no matter what Mm -hmm. pain we went through. So, yes, you went through a lot of torment and you've got to retrain, retrain your subconscious mind, Miriam. But you're doing it already. Go deeper and get little Miriam to hear what you have to say. Talk with her on a regular basis. Okay, talk with her on a regular basis. Let her come up. Let her tell you what she's been feeling. You know what big Miriam is feeling, but now it's time to know what little Miriam is feeling. And I promise you, when you let her speak, you'll understand right away what may be getting in your way. But this is your year. This is your year. And I've got a question to ask you and anybody who's listening. Uh All right, male or female, it doesn't matter. Miriam, do you believe that you right now today are a princess who deserves a knight in shining armor? Absolutely. (laughs) Would you like to believe that or do you truly believe that? I truly believe. I truly believe I deserve one. Yes, yes. I know you're hoping that. So here's the point. When you truly believe that, he will be driving up. He will appear. Believing is seeing. Seeing is not believing. So if he's not there yet, go back and talk with little Miriam. I know big Miriam believes that. But you need to get little Miriam to believe that too, okay? Mm-hmm. Go for it. You're worth it. And go within. Keep doing it. And you'll see that there's more changes. That's, and you're perfect. I'm going to continue. We're going into a commercial break. Miriam, thank you okay. so much for calling. Keep sure. listening because there's you. more for you and everybody, okay? Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Oh, Marion, that was a perfect call for everybody to listen to. Listen, I know you've got yourself convinced out there, just like Marion does, because that's what the mind does. That's what the brain does. Whenever we're doing positive work and strong work, we want to reinforce we're doing something. I, I, I do believe I believe in myself. I do believe that. But every time I have a doubt, if I'm being honest with myself, and this is what you need to be, you need to be honest. You need to not be afraid to admit your weaknesses. We're going to talk more about this. Please stay with me. This is so important because this isn't just about getting your romance in life. This is about getting everything in life. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I'm your host, Vincent Jenna, and it's getting deep. So stay with me. And go through the commercial break because they're always announcing some great stuff on Unity Online Radio. And we'll talk more about love and how love can heal you physically as well as emotionally. I'll see you soon. positivity and inclusivity you're listening to unityonlineradio.org 
the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. and the news the power of love yes it's very healing um but the power of your mind and your thoughts actually can overpower the power of love because it's all about free will it's all about the choices we make it's all about how we think and how we choose to think now Understand something about the human mind, the mind in general. It is so strong. Our defense mechanisms are so powerful. This is what my book is going to be all about, The Secret That's Holding You Back, which is coming out June 21st. You'll be able to pre-order it. Actually, you can pre-order it on Amazon right now, I believe. And it's all about this. It's all about there's levels of the mind that do this intentionally in order to help us survive. But as a spiritual being, as a person who wants to grow more, you want to do more than survive. You want to thrive. You want to live. And in order to thrive and live, you have to understand what's going on and break down the defenses. So here is what I need everybody to be able to do. Okay? Well, first of all, oh, it was Theodore Roosevelt who said, whenever you think you've done enough work, you haven't. Whenever you think you've done everything you could, you haven't. I know, that's crazy. But when you think about it, there's always something more you can do with anything and everything, right? And here's how you determine that. This is for everybody. And I don't want to take away, I don't want to downplay any of the work that anybody has done. And, and my, my call to Miriam has been fabulous, and, and I'm sure she sounds it. I mean, she couldn't appreciate, and, and look, I appreciate the compliments, I appreciate the accolades, but you're actually praising yourself more than you're praising me. Because if you can appreciate anything that I'm saying, that means it relates to you. It's mirroring what's already inside of you, the wisdom, the knowledge, all that information. So bravo if you appreciate anything that I'm saying. If it resonates with you, then you have done work. But we all have more work to do. I've been doing this for four decades, and I still have to talk to little Vinny. And let him know that he's lovable and things are going to be wonderful and that he deserves, he deserves his dreams to come true. He deserves a rewarding, fulfilling life. So it's a matter of understanding those defenses because it's primary to protect us. It's primary. The brain's primary job is, one, to keep us alive, two, to protect us in order to keep us alive. And then it has all the other things. So in order to protect us, to keep us alive, it has to develop defense mechanisms against things that hurt us. 
like viruses. It raises the temperature of our bodies when we have a virus like the coronavirus in order to make it an unlivable environment and hopefully kill off the virus or the bacteria that's invading. Well, what about those emotional pains because of the traumas and the crises and the pains and the hurts we've been through, the abuse we've been through, the torments we've been through, those create very painful self-beliefs. I'm not good enough. I'm not deserving. I deserve to be hurt. I deserve to be punished. I'm not worthy. I'm not like anybody else. I'm not going to have my dreams come true. All of those things and beliefs come from torment and pain. And they've been constantly training and retraining the subconscious automatic mind. The automatic mind means it thinks automatically. Of course it thinks automatically. Think about this. You think you have control over everything in your mind. You don't. If you, if you had to think about everything, it would take you hours or days just to get out of bed. Yes, because you would have to tell your legs, your body, what to do if you had to think. But you don't think about that. Once you've been trained and you've trained yourself how to get in and out of your bed, how to stand up from a chair, how to walk, period... Your brain takes over, the subconscious mind takes over, does it automatically. When you pick up a toothbrush and you put toothpaste on it, you're not sitting there going, now grab the toothpaste, unscrew the cap, carefully squeeze the right amount out onto the bristles, now put the toothpaste down, put the toothbrush in your mouth, go back and forth, up and down. You're not thinking that. Your subconscious mind is to get you through it. Well, guess what? Your subconscious mind is also thinking things you've trained it to think. Like, I'm not good enough, I'm not lovable. So when your conscious mind is sitting there and going, I want to go out on a date. I want to attract my knight in shining armor. I want my princess. I deserve all of that. I'm lovable enough. The subconscious mind instantaneously kicks in and is going in the background. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. And if it's not your subconscious mind doing that, it's that little child within who believes that. No, you're not. No, it's not going to work. No, it's just going to continue just like the last. You don't hear that. You don't hear your subconscious mind. Your here's the I've said this before many times. Entire mind, the 100% of your mind is divided this way. Two to 5% is in conscious awareness. Two to 5%. What does that mean? That means you're only aware about two to 5% of what's going on in your mind. Only two to 5%. That means 95 to 98% of your whole mind is in unconscious awareness. You have no idea what's going on in there. So when you turn around and you say, well, I've done work. Oh, yes, I do believe and I know and I want Miriam and everybody else to believe they deserve. But when you say I believe that, the proof is in the pudding. We're spiritual beings. We manifest based on our beliefs. 
our inner core unconscious beliefs. It's our guidance system. I don't care what anybody wants to say, whether they believe in the law of attraction or the force or any of that at all. It's our only guidance system, and it proves itself to be real all the time. If you don't, do a test. Do a test. Challenge yourself. It'll be a little risky, but challenge yourself because this happens all the time. Tell yourself and say to yourself, I'm going to trip today. I'm going to trip. I'm going to trip. I'm not going to fall, but I am going to trip today because I know me. I'm going to trip. I will trip today. And then tell me by the end of the day that you haven't tripped. You know that to be true. You know the people. Here's the funny thing. We believe the law of attraction and the law of manifesting more about the negative people than the positive people. We're the first to be able to say, oh, sure, that guy thinks that he's got a dark cloud covering him or hovering him and following him everywhere he goes. Of course, bad things going to happen to him or her. How many people do you know say that? Oh, everything wrong happens to me. Everything I touch turns to you-know-what poop. Everything I touch. And you sit there and go to them. Well, of course, with an attitude like that, of course everything is going to turn. Why would everything turn to poop just because they believe that? Because there is a law in the universe that makes that happen. So therefore, I need you to understand that law works both ways. And if you are truly believing what you think you believe, you would be manifesting. There is nothing getting in the way. There is no external law that was the moment you were created that was put upon you to say, nope, you don't deserve. I've had people ask me who are on a spiritual journey and say, is it possible if because it's something I did in a past life? Oh, yeah, it is possible. You could be carrying some thing that you created, some karmic idea that, well, I don't deserve love in this life because I abused it in a past life. Absolutely, you could be carrying that with you and you don't know that you're carrying it with you. But the bottom line is it still has to be within your belief system. So if it is within your soul, you can still change it in this life. There is nothing written in stone that you cannot change. Go reread, if you haven't already, my empowerment prayer. It's on my home page in the slide. It is not the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, to change the things I want, and to know to have the wisdom to know the difference between the two. I don't even can't even remember it anymore word for word because it's useless. The empowerment prayer is God grant me the conviction to believe that there is nothing I cannot change, the courage to change all that I desire, and the wisdom to know what's best left the way it is. It's not that we can't change everything. 
It's that there are some things we really shouldn't change. Like our past. You shouldn't change your past. You use your past. But it doesn't mean you can't change it. Dr. Dr. Joe Dispenza in his book, um, Changing the Habit of Being Yourself, talks about an experiment that was being done where they accidentally changed the past. So it's, it's not even that anymore. You're going to be finding more of that and more research on, on that, that the, chain, the past can be changed. That's so funny. We're talking about Back to the Future and Huey Lewis. Doc would say you don't want to change the past because that has irreparable damage on things that can change the entire um, line, timeline, right? Remember that? That was just, I just watched that on TV the other day, a matter of fact. Two and three. Fabulous movie for that idea. But we can change everything. So with the power of being able to change everything, we can also change any plans we might have had in a past life, any soul contract that we're going to punish ourselves to be alone in this lifetime. People who have committed suicide in the past, in their past lives, do suffer loneliness in this lifetime because they set themselves up that way. They feel so bad about having altered all the souls that they had planned on interacting with in one lifetime. They altered all those souls' journeys by committing suicide and ending their soul contract sooner than they were supposed to. And they feel so bad about that, that they set themselves up for a lifetime of losing everybody, losing love so that they're completely lonely. If they caused others to lose, they feel rescinded. They feel restitute is the word. If they put themselves through the same kind of loss. So you will see them that no matter who they get in their life, they lose. And it's not always by just divorce or an angry breakup. It's by death. It's by people moving away and out of their lives. It's by people no longer being in touch with them. It is by breakup. It is by divorce. It's amazing. By sickness and illness. You see, I know so many people that they call me up. I'm lonely, I'm lonely, I'm all by myself. I've lost everybody in my life. I constantly, no matter who I fall in love with, no matter who I meet, no matter how many friends I get, I always lose them. I lose them all. I turn around and I tell them what their past life was, that they committed suicide, that they need to forgive themselves. And guess what? They change their entire future. And all of a sudden, they're meeting relationships and getting involved in relationships with people who stay. Once they forgive themselves. So you've got to go in there and you've got to do the work. And the, the believe it or not, the major part of the work is not talking and convincing your inner child you're lovable and deserve your princess or knight in shining armor. The major part of the work is breaking down the defense that's keeping you from seeing what you're still believing. That's the major part of the work. 
because those defenses are strong. I call the defense portion of the brain the adult-made mind. Why do I call it the adult-made mind? Because as your brain develops from youth into adulthood, you now have more control over the things that are developed by the mind, by the thought process. And so you start developing new ideas, new beliefs, new thoughts that wind up shielding you from the old thoughts you've had as a child about yourself that are harbored in what I call the environment-made mind. I call it the environment-made mind because you're not responsible really, truly in the beginning for what you form in belief. The environment is the way you're treated in the world. The attention you receive or don't receive from your parents, from the adult, from your siblings, you form these different beliefs about yourself and you just suck it up like a sponge. So the environment made beliefs and mind are harbored there and the adult made mind beliefs now shield you from those beliefs. I'm not worthy. I'm a piece of dirt. I don't deserve to be loved. I deserve to be hurt. I'm no good. I'm not smart enough. All of those beliefs are painful. Nobody would survive in this world if they heard those beliefs on a daily basis. Now, here's the interesting part. The person who has a weak adult-made mind has weak defense mechanisms. So they're hearing constantly that environment-made mind Voices that are being harbored in there on a daily basis. They hear, I'm not good. And where do you think depression comes from? And that's how you get mental pathologies because their defense mechanisms aren't strong enough. So they go to a therapist to learn cognitive behavioral therapy tools or psychoanalysis you know, retraining to try to develop coping mechanisms. And quite honestly and unfortunately, in this physical world, coping mechanisms are more defense mechanisms, but those defense mechanisms doesn't mean that you've healed what's down in the environment made mind. It means that you've covered it up even more. Why does that matter? Remember, if you're on a spiritual journey, you want more. If you don't want more, stay on the human journey and just survive. You're fine. Get on the television show. You'll be like them. Just get through life. But that's not what we're here for. We're here for more. Our soul knows there's more. We know there's more. And in order to get more, you've got to break through the coping skills and be willing to break through and to be vulnerable. Oh, there's a word that people don't like. I'm vulnerable. I even have friends asking me, I don't want, if I open up my heart again to another person, I may be hurt again. I've met somebody, you know, um, and, and I'm slowly opening up. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Oh my gosh. You can't go through life with an armor on. It doesn't work. You're asking for pain when you believe you can be hurt. Don't you understand? You're feeding the law of attraction, the law of the force. It's the law of manifesting. It's just a power out there. The universal power. 
And anytime you have a fear, you're actually feeding into the universal power. Well, somebody is going to dump me again. Even though you're not thinking that, your fear is saying that. I'm afraid I'm going to be hurt. Will that translate that? I'm a fear. I'm afraid that I'm going to be dumped by the next person I attract in my life or by the person that I'm with now. I'm afraid I'm going to be dumped. Oh, well, now she dumped you or find some reason not to be with you. He finds some reason not to be with you. And there you go. You're left being right again and correct. But it's not because you're not worthy. It's not because you're not lovable. It's because you don't believe you are. Your illnesses are all part of that, by the way. Yes, there are four reasons. Actually, there are five reasons we become physically ill. Reason number one, all these beliefs about yourself that you're harboring in your environment-made mind, which is down deep, just above your unconscious soul's mind, your environment-made mind, you are, with your adult-made mind defense mechanism, you're suppressing. That's one of the defenses Freud said. Suppression and repression is another one. And you're suppressing and repressing all these negative self-feelings And because we're energies, you've heard that word describe us constantly, so that's not in your new language. Because we're energies, we charge the energies with beliefs, either positively or negatively. So if you're packing away a whole bunch of negative beliefs, energy, negative energy, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to implode or explode. So you either take it out on the world or that negative energy takes it out on your body. Bingo illness of any kind, every kind, every kind of illness can occur. Cancers, aneurysms, heart attacks, COPD, um, prostate cancer, that's part of the cancers, tumors, brain tumors. It doesn't matter. Whatever is in the medical journal of diseases you can contract or create because you've suppressed your feelings. A second reason why it occurs. You're unhappy in life because you're not fulfilled. You're not in the job of of fulfillment. It's not a dream job. You don't even know what your purpose is. Well, guess what? Unconsciously, you are creating a disability, a health disability. Oh, isn't it amazing? Do you know how many people are on Social Security disability in the United States and in their other countries on different disabilities? Because it gives you a great excuse. Or you're doing work that you don't like, like caregiving. Your family is sick. Your neighbors are sick. They constantly turn to you. You don't like doing it. Oh, my gosh, what a way out you get sick. And if this is not just conscious, yes, some people, yes, some people will consciously say, man, if I was sick, I wouldn't have to do any of this. And bingo, they develop a sickness because you're connected to that power and you have that much control over every single cell in your body. And yes, you can do it consciously and unconsciously, intentionally and unintentionally. 
including unconsciously, intentionally. Because that's that unconscious human little side of you, that other voice, whether it be the inner child, the little child that is saying that, oh, I don't want to work. And bingo. Oh, my gosh, you've got all these physical disabilities, your back, your legs, your mental health. A third reason. When was the time you received the most attention in your life? Unfortunately, the most attention, the most positive attention in your life as a child. Let's go back to when you were a child. It was when you were sick. That's usually when mommy and daddy took care of you the most, for the most part, not everybody, of course. And even if they were abusive, they usually stopped abusing you when you were ill. So guess what? The third reason for illness is you're unconsciously creating reasons for attention. And you know those people. Those are the people who the moment you say, oh, how are you doing today? They have listed 32 different diseases they're experiencing in that one day. You see it on Facebook and social media posted all the time about the illnesses. And so you could be using that. The fourth reason, it gives you a way out. Sickness can allow you to leave the earth plane, right? It's called unconscious suicide. The fifth reason for getting ill is because we're so used to being punished every time we do something wrong, we can create and unconsciously create an illness to punish ourselves because we believe we're wrongdoers. And the only thing that reverses all of that, guess what, is self-love. There we go again, that self-love word. Self-love allows us to heal. It allows us to release the inner emotions we're holding on to. It allows us to no longer need an excuse to get out of things we don't like. It no longer needs attention because love draws and attracts automatic attention. Love keeps you wanting to stay here and experience more. And love stops you from punishing yourself. Go within everybody. And realize that if you don't have the right amount of love in your life today, you've got to start feeding it to yourself first. Because that's where it starts. I'm Vincent Jenner. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. This is the month of love. Come back next week. We're going to talk more about it. Write me. Call me. Listen. And know that you deserve love. I'll see you all next week. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth, 
and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.